0: You're listening to the Candid Conference Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee. I'm a spiritual life and business mentor helping you create a life of freedom and purpose. On this podcast, we chat all things mindset, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. My job is to teach you how to believe in yourself, connect to yourself spiritually, and go after your big dreams. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hi, girl. I'm so glad you're here. To be honest with you, this episode feels hard to put out it feels vulnerable. It feels a little bit scary. And it feels like I'm really letting you into my heart. And that's uncomfortable. But it's also what my heart desires. And Like what I just have been feeling so called to do in my business is be just more open and more real. And I can feel over the past few weeks that I'm stepping into a a new level and I've crushed some limiting beliefs. I'm stepping it up. I'm going bigger. And a big part of that is being so much more open with you and with my clients and just going to that next level. So. Before we dive in, though, I do want to tell you about the latest creation that literally comes to you straight from my heart. So a year and a half ago, a mastermind changed my life being in the energy of women who were on the rise and having the support of a coach who believed in me and who was at that next level and learning how to go big in my business and and learning obviously how to run my business just changed everything. And so last summer I ran my very first mastermind and I'm still working with a few of those same clients who were in that. So that's really special too. Uh, So I decided to launch a next level mastermind which we're calling Rise the Mastermind. And this is for you who has an up and running online service based business. You are a coach. You are a healer of some type. You're a social media manager, whatever. And you have a few clients, but you're ready to make this your full time income. And you're ready to hand in that letter of resignation to your boss. Literally this year, you can feel a pull inside of you to go bigger and to really become bold and step out of your comfort zone and you want to learn about attraction marketing. You don't really want to do the whole reaching out to people, trying to convince people to sign with you. You just want to magnetize people with your energy and learn how to create content that does that. You want to simplify and automate your business because you're still in your nine to five and that can cause burnout. So you want to figure out how to make this easier. And I really feel like you know who you are. You know this is for you. If this calls to you, you know it's time to go big. So, ahead to the link in the show notes if you wanna learn more and join Rise the Mastermind. I'm only having six people join this, it's gonna be a very intimate container. So, you don't wanna miss out. Okay, so lately, as I mentioned, I'm up leveling and I've experienced so many shifts in my mindset. And in my life, really, because that's what creates changes in our lives. And some of these things I've been learning, like, okay, having that guy, that author on the podcast a few weeks ago about that with the book about marriage, um, how to how to improve your marriage without talking about it, reading that book and listening to him in my interview, I was like, why weren't we taught this in high school or at least in college? Why did we decide that, like, parallelograms and geometry and Shakespeare and, like, dissecting mice were more important than learning about relationships and the differences between men and women, the psychological differences, learning about credit cards and taxes and, like, career success? Why aren't we taught anything important? Could it be that they don't want to teach us things like financial literacy? It kind of appears that way. Is that because it's beneficial to those in power if the vast majority of people know nothing about financial literacy, don't know how to own their finances, and don't know how to bring wealth into their lives? I don't know. But it's been a minute since I've talked about money mindset on the podcast, so I figured let's dive into it. And you know this is what makes this episode kind of vulnerable for me because I've spent a lot of time with the past few months not being super um, consumed with money and not teaching much about money, not talking about much about money, and kind of talking more about minimalism and intentional living and that sort of thing. And I do love that as well. Not necessarily minimalism, where like I want to live in a tiny home and like not have a lot of things, but more on the intentional living side, more on the side of I'm asking myself, why do I want these things? Right. And I did that episode about the hedonic treadmill, which if you haven't listened, you definitely want to, because it's all about the actual um, tendency of humans to always want that next thing and feel like I'll be happy when. And so dismantling all of that has really, really changed me and made me more happy. I don't sit around thinking about things I need and want anymore. Um, But I do make intentional purchases and I do have other things I want that require more money. And I would be lying to you if I didn't have this like this, like duality going on with me where it's like part of me wants to live this life where like I don't care about money and I'm just like happy with what I have. And I feel guilty with making more money. That's part of what's going on. And you know, thinking about my future, I just, I know that I'm going to be very financially successful because of this podcast, my business, and just like the passion I have for it all. But that makes me feel guilty. Is it okay to make a lot of money? How much is too much? Will it make me greedy? Am I already greedy? Should I charge less? Like, where do I draw the line if there is one at all? And it's funny because when I share this feeling with friends and family um, and clients, people like that, Many of them don't are like, wow, I don't feel that way at all. Many were never taught that being wealthy was bad. Um, They didn't feel like if they earn more money in the future, that's going to make them a bad person. None of that. But that doesn't mean they don't have their own money stories that need to be cleared. And with my business coaching clients, so my clients that that I help them run their online businesses and grow and start them we talk about money a lot. Like we talk about money mindset a lot because it's usually one of the biggest blocks for people. It's not always my block. My block is feeling guilty with money. Their block is often feeling worthy of money or feeling like they can make money or feeling like they they spend all the money right away or whatever. Like everyone has these weird things around money. Um, but it's always an important thing to work on because we're out here Actually, me being wealthier, the world has actually gotten better because when I was broke as fuck in high school, college, as a new college grad, whenever you know I was broke, I would, do, I would do anything for money and I was a lot greedier than I am now and I felt like a total victim. I was jealous of people who, in my mind, were handed things or had it easy. I felt a ton of lack and fear and desperation and that was not serving the world. Me being in that state wasn't helping anybody. And now... I'm not necessarily like some super wealthy person, but I am much better off than I was. And I love to give. I love to give. Like this morning, I sent a random gift to a friend that's going to arrive at her house this this weekend. And, you know, like if, earlier this week, I'll oh, a random GoFundMe on Facebook for someone I don't even, I don't even know the person who shared it. And I just donated because I love to give. And I love paying for friends' lunches. And my husband and I love hosting dinners at our house. And like all these things obviously involve having money. And the more I do this and the more I spend money on myself or whatever I'm doing, it's going into the economy. It's helping ensure other people have jobs, especially when I'm spending at small businesses, et cetera. It's not bad, right? None of this is bad. So what is bad with money? Oprah's a billionaire. Is that wrong? Like, what? Is, what is really, what do I really think is bad? And it's interesting because part, part of this does come from the Bible, um, the Christian Bible. You know, Jesus' teachings did talk about rich people being bad. That's literally in there, like literally. Um, however, we know that the Bible was written by people, right? And many of them, I think it was like 60 or so authors of the Bible altogether, something like that you know, Jesus spoke and people interpreted it and wrote it. And a lot of it was through the lens of, well, all of it really was through the lens of the perspective of the people that lived at that time, right? The teachings really were through the lens of someone who grew up in that era. And that's why a lot of them are confusing. You know, back then, I don't know a ton about this. Like I'm not an expert on what life was like in like Babylonian wherever. Um, or <laughs> like ancient, whatever. I don't know a lot about it, but I know that like there were servants and peasants and there wasn't school for everyone like there is in the modern world, right? You couldn't really change your situation. You, you kind of were, it was based basically like you were born into a class and that's how it was. A lot of people became wealthy through, um, you know, like exploitation in a really clear way back then. There are still many places in the world that are like that, that where, where you directly bribe cops and judges and surgeons and, you know, servants are kept loyal because they know if they're not, their family will be murdered. Like there's stuff like that still going on in the world. And no wonder Jesus didn't favor those people because it wasn't, there wasn't as much equality. There wasn't opportunity for all. And of course, it's still much easier, depending who you are, where you're born, who your parents are. Um, Privilege is real, even in countries like the US, of course. But being born in the US or in another first world country is a lot different than being born into a country where you literally don't even have the opportunity to go to school and change your situation at all. So things were very different and we have to remember that um, I, I feel that that's why some of the teachings of the Bible are so confusing because they were written through that lens of things when they were just so, 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 so different. So what's the truth then? Like, what is the truth around money? And I, I ask myself, like, what do I really even want? What do I actually want? And it's just I want to feel free. I want to be able to spend without stress and anxiety. I want to treat friends and family and be generous. And like, I also want to do things for myself. I want to travel the world. I want to have employees in my business that I pay really well. I want to have housekeepers and lawn care. Like I want those things. I want to dine out whenever I want, literally anywhere I want. That's my dream life is me just eating food out 24 seven because I hate to cook. (laughs) And the thing is, we all have to have money. We all have to have it. And if there isn't an amount that's right or wrong, right? If there's not like a cutoff where it's like, oh, you made a hundred grand, now you're a terrible person. If that's not true, then why would we hold ourselves back? Why do we hold ourselves back? And do we want to change that? And so how we change that is by changing our beliefs around money. And it's interesting because a lot of people feel victimy around money, but it's not just poor people. So There are some poor people who feel rich people are the problem, and then you have some rich people, some of them, who feel that poor people are the problem. They're taking all of our money because we pay taxes and it goes to their welfare and they're the problem and whatever. It really seems like a lot of people are just looking for someone to blame versus taking personal responsibility for where they are in life and for where they want to go. And changing our beliefs is highly possible, although not easy, It takes time and dedication. It takes becoming aware that we are not our thoughts and that our thoughts are not facts. Because if I have thoughts in my head that it's wrong to have money, like our business is based on making money and that can cause a lot of weird feelings because it's so direct. We're like selling ourselves when we're selling a service. And I have spent like two years now working on money mindset two years ago. When I was like, before I had ever learned about this, I, I never knew what this was until two years ago, but I would literally, I couldn't go to a store and buy a $2 beverage without feeling anxiety, swiping my card for no reason. I wasn't struggling with money, but it was ingrained in me very deeply to feel anxiety when spending money. I referred to myself as cheap quite often. And that was one of the first things I learned with studying money mindset was like, Oh, you don't want to refer to yourself as broke, cheap, poor, or whatever, because that's literally further enforcing that in your mind. You're you're just repeating something in your mind that's telling you, I am this way. It's just going to perpetuate that. You are going to make the choices then that hold you into that space. So I'd watch my husband make all these kind of purchases with no anxiety. And I would think, wow, the freedom, how that must feel. And I'm still envious of his lack of fear around money. But that doesn't mean that his money mindset is perfect either. He very much feels like he has to have like work at the same job that he's been at forever. And he's went back and forth on starting his own electoral company many times, but he's never taken that leap. So we all have different ideas. For me, I feel like I can make money. I don't doubt myself being able to make money. I just doubt if it's okay or not. <laughs> it's like so weird. And everyone's is different. And that's part of like the key thing of this whole episode. Everyone's thoughts around money are different. How is that? Well, it's really all based on how we grow up. It's based on who, what our parents taught us, what, whoever we lived with, what our environment was, the early beliefs we uh, learned about money, right? Girl, let me take a moment real quick to tell you about the latest healthy hack that's made its way into my life. A couple months ago, I was searching for K-cups that were half-calf, and I couldn't find anything. I love coffee, and I sometimes need a second cup in the afternoon, but too much caffeine makes it hard for me to fall asleep at night. I'm out here trying to live my best life, and sustainable energy is a huge part of that. When I finally found Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee, I was like, okay, let me give this a try. It has half a cup of organic coffee, and then the magical part is mushroom extracts. Chaga mushroom and lion's mane are added for a boost of energy without the crash of coffee and immune support too. I was definitely skeptical at first because I really didn't expect it to taste very good. And I also thought that it wouldn't energize me the way that coffee does, but it totally did. And I don't experience the crash right after lunch like I did with regular coffee. So if you're ready to give it a try, head to the link in the show notes and use code CANDID for 10% off. Full disclaimer, I found and tried this coffee on my own, unsolicited, and then decided to partner up with them. This is a product I genuinely love and I wanted to share because I'm a believer that too much caffeine really can contribute to energy crashes and anxiety. So once again, that code is Candid and you're saving 10%. And so like when I go to get a pedicure, which I love pedicures, they're very, very intentional purchase for me. I love them. (laughs) <laughs> I feel really bad, though, for the people that work there. They work from like 10 a.m. to like at least nine o'clock at night, maybe longer, six days a week. No life. I could cry for them. I feel so bad. And it, just, it does feel unfair. It does make me feel bad because here I am in the middle of the week, in the middle of the day, whenever I want, just getting a pedicure. And there they are. And I don't know. I, I do feel like a huge sense of responsibility and maybe that's because i'm meant to help shift the world towards consciousness and and help people find their own freedom and that's part that could be part of it and then recently i was in a masterclass about hu- using your human design in your business because i love human design i think it's so interesting and part of my human design which this which this is like your energetic dna basically that you're born with part of mine is i'm supposed to be teaching and sharing on on wealth and money And I found that so interesting. And that does really tie in with like my history and and how I grew up. It was a big, 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 big part of me growing up Um, because this is what I was taught. Rich people are bad and we're poor because of rich people. That was like the overarching belief that it was ingrained in me at childhood. But how rich is too rich? Is it wrong to make 60 grand a year, 70, 100K? Is 200 grand a year wrong? Is that suddenly the the cutoff point where you're rich and therefore a bad person? Does it depend on your profession? Why? Did you have to be Jeff Bezos to be too rich? So it's important for me to question all of this because it leads me to there are no rules. There is no amount of money where you're suddenly a bad person. And then it's like, well, do I stop going to the nail salon because I feel bad? but that's not going to help them either. I should really go more often and leave bigger tips. And I've been thinking about all of this a lot over the past few months. And this is the 100% thing that holds me back in my business the most, because it's the belief of why do I need more? Haven't I got enough already? And then I talk to my clients and a client of mine, just this, this past Tuesday, she's a spiritual mentoring client. So I do life coaching with her essentially. Um, She said to me, Leah, you have no idea. You are literally saving my life. I love you. That's what she said to me. (laughs) And that's pretty freaking magical. Um, And then my other clients that are my business coaching clients, they're quitting their full time jobs to run their online businesses like it's crazy. These are good things and they have to pay me. Because I've tried giving away free courses and free coaching. It doesn't, it doesn't work. There's no skin in the game. I signed up for a free digital course a few weeks ago. I didn't even do anything with it because it I didn't see the value in it. That's the thing. We see the value in things that we pay for. <laughs> and we may, we, we may want free things, but we really don't value them that much. And especially if it involves, like with the things that I teach, a lot of it's about going out of your comfort zone you got to have some skin in the game to hold you accountable to that. So that's part of how coaching and digital courses work. Um, so why do I feel guilty then? And it's funny because I always say like, oh, if only I sold something like pens or like couches, I wouldn't feel this way because like I run like a spiritual business. That's all about helping people. So that's why I, in my mind, that's why I feel bad taking money. But I mean, couches and pens help people, too. I mean, can you imagine a world without couches or pens? Like, that'd be so weird. So anyways, I don't know. I think it's all how I grew up and what I was taught growing up. I think that's where the guilt comes from. But at the end of the day, it's very clear that there's no pie in the sky. Me earning more money, me becoming wealthier, whatever happens with my career, that's not going to make anyone else poor. That's not going to make anyone else have to work 11 hour, 12 hour days in the nail salon because I became wealthy. That's not how it works. Isn't that my ego? Isn't that a fear based thought based in lack? And if I have thoughts that that having money is wrong and you have thoughts that having money is not wrong, but it's hard to get money. And someone else has thoughts that it's not wrong to have money, but I'll never have it because of X, Y and Z. These are all conflicting. So what do we, so they're not facts, right? They're not facts. They're just thoughts. They're just thoughts running through our minds, dictating our lives based on how we grew up and what we were taught. So how do we know the truth? How do we know the truth? I believe it's by going inward, by moving past the realm of thought of ego and into our soul. And through meditation and mindfulness, we can learn to be the observer of our thoughts. And if you've ever been in a meditation and literally observed your thoughts, like heard the thought, but know, knowing it wasn't you, that's how we know that our thoughts aren't us. They're not. They're not us. They can't be. We're the one observing them. And when we get into that space and we start to live our life that way, we're able to really feel our heart's desires, feel those feelings. And my heart does call me to go bigger with my business. My heart calls me to serve more clients in bigger ways, right? Serve more people. And if I want to help people in a really big way, like in a systematic way, that's very difficult to do without money because money is power in our world. So if I want to start a foundation or donate a lot of money or make changes, I have to allow myself to receive. Allow myself to become wealthy. And I believe the desires of our heart are God's way of calling to us, and they must be trusted. So feel the desires of your heart and go after them. Create what you want. Create what you feel called to create. Do what you feel called to do. This is your world for co-creating. You can literally manifest life of your dreams just like I did. And just as I continue to do, because I am barely getting started here. So a huge part of shifting out of these negative beliefs, because that's how we make the changes. We make the changes by shifting out of that belief system, out of that paradigm, out of those lies, into the way we want to feel. So we're going to do an exercise right now. It's going to be really powerful. I want you to take a moment with me. And if you're on a treadmill or driving, don't close your eyes for this, but you can still imagine and daydream and feel this. If you can close your eyes for this, I encourage you to do so. We're going to take a minute here. And we're going to imagine the way we want to feel with money. Maybe you imagine having a big old house with an in-ground pool and a boat and whatever, that's fine. But what's the, why, why do you want that? What's the feeling behind that, that you actually want? Is it fun? Is it freedom? What is it? Get into that feeling. I want money to feel easy and free flowing. And I want to spend with ease, get paid with ease and give with ease. I want to treat people and have fun and like have an epic life. Okay, so we're going to take a second here. Imagine that life. Imagine that feeling. Feel that feeling in your body. Go. Feel those feelings. Okay, so now you have those feelings in your body. You're feeling that way. This is how you manifest. When you are in this version of you, when you're embodying those feelings, you will make different choices and those will be the choices that move your life forward toward the life of your dreams so continue to do this very exercise regularly regularly literally set a couple alarms on your phone throughout the day to do this to embody the version of you that feels free and then ask yourself what moves would she make if you're making a decision what would she what decisions would you make from those feelings not from the feelings of lack and fear and scarcity From abundance and freedom and love. What would she do next? Make this your way of life and you will manifest the life of your dreams. Okay. (sighs) Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you have been impacted by this episode or by this podcast, Take a screenshot of it, share it on your Instagram story, tag me, I'm at candid.confidence. Give me a follow while you're there. I mean, duh, you want to follow along with my life. I know it. Um, Help us spread the word. If you drop me a rating or a review, that helps as well. I just want to spread all of this beautiful information with so many people, um, and I really appreciate your help in doing so. I will see you guys next week.